welcome to the Confident Mama Collective podcast. I'm Carly, a new mum and co-creator of the Confident Mama Collective. I'm a confidence and self-love coach and I thrive on helping busy modern mums to love the skin they're in and raise their confidence through the roof so that they can step into the life of their dreams. If you've ever doubted yourself as a mum, found yourself wondering if what you're feeling and experiencing is normal, lost some of your confidence and even lost a little of yourself, then you're not alone and that's exactly why this podcast was born. Each week, we'll talk about all things motherhood, nothing is off limits. We'll explore practical ways of overcoming our challenges and how to keep kicking ass at being a mum all while taking care of our own mind, body and soul too. So if you're a busy modern mum ready to thrive and truly embrace yourself, then join me on this journey of growth and discovery, taking care of ourselves and feeling super inspired by some real and authentic women. Let's dive in and do this, mama. Hey mamas, welcome to the podcast. I am Carly, your host. You may have noticed a new little picture in your podcast app and you may have noticed a new little intro and that's because I have finally gotten around to changing the name of the podcast. So we're now known as the Confident Mama Collective podcast, formerly the Mama Shine podcast. (laughs) Look, it's still going to be the same kind of vibe. It's still going to be the same stuff we talk about, same awesome mamas coming on to chat with us and basically just share shit from their real lives. It's That's all going to be the same. The name change really just reflects a little bit more about what we're about in terms of raising other mums up, helping other mums to love the skin they're in and to raise their confidence through the roof so that they can live the life that they dream of and For me, that's what this is all about. And, you know, it's about helping mums with strategies to become confident, but it's also about sharing real life stories so that you know you're not the only person or the only mum feeling the way that you're feeling. Because sometimes it's really freaking isolating, right? And sometimes just knowing that you're not the only one going through what you're going through can help you with raising your confidence and just feeling all around better about yourself. So that is the whole idea of the the new name for the podcast. I also wanted it to just be a little bit brighter and a little bit more vibrant because for me, confidence looks bright and it looks fresh and it looks you know, bubbly. So that's what I wanted to reflect in the in the artwork as well. So I'm really excited. Thank you for coming along this journey with me. Something else that I'm going to be injecting into the podcast on a weekly basis is a little bit of gratitude. So I am huge on gratitude. And what I've been finding lately is that I haven't really had you know, I haven't really committed to a regular practice, which I know when I do commit to just stopping for a few minutes and thinking about some things I am grateful for, I know that I feel so much better. And this is such a crucial step to loving yourself and feeling good within yourself is actually showing gratitude for what you do have or what you can do or, you know, where you are. Because once we can get grateful and once we can appreciate all of that good stuff, the act of loving ourselves becomes more natural. And, you know, that's because we're open to seeing these amazing things more around us and, you know, eventually we start to see that we're pretty bloody incredible as well. So I, um, as I said, yeah, I sort of, I haven't really got a regular practice at the moment. So I wanted to begin sharing a bit of gratitude on the podcast and hopefully that will encourage you guys to, you know, just have a think about what's going well for you or, you know, if things aren't going well, even to think about what you can be grateful for within that situation. So I'm going to share three things with you that I'm grateful for. Number one, the obvious one would be I'm grateful for my daughter. And I'm grateful for her for so many reasons. Um, But, you know, in particular, the lessons that she's teaching me every single day, she's just fucking hilarious. And something that I shared when I was on the panel at, um, at the podcast, the You Go Girl podcast launch the other day was that when I look at her and, you know, she's in this stage where she's learning new things and she's trying new things, she is pulling herself up on the couch and, you know, sometimes she pulls herself up and then she falls. But then she 
she does it again and she pulls herself up but then she falls down again and I can just see this look in her in her eyes she's like now fuck this I'm gonna do this she pulls herself up again and she's so determined she just doesn't quit and that's something that I am just I'm so grateful to watch that in her because it really kind of inspires me to continue and to keep pushing and to to keep doing what I truly believe that I can do. I'm also so grateful for every single one of you who tune into the podcast or who follow me on Instagram at Confident Mama Collective. I'm really, really grateful that you guys, yeah, just tune in or you follow along and I just want to say a huge thank you. And finally, I am grateful for my home. Yesterday, we went for a drive through the Adelaide Hills and as most of you guys would know, not too long ago, it was impacted by the Cudley Creek uh, bushfire and driving through the hills and driving past the houses, you know, some of the houses were burnt down and so much forest was burnt down. It was really fucking emotional and I actually lost track of how many times how many times I shed a tear in the car yesterday because I didn't actually realize that it would impact me so much but it really did and driving past some of these houses you know that some of them weren't standing well there were a few that weren't standing anymore um we also saw like signs throughout the street saying thank you CFS and the volunteers and that like really I don't know really got to me and it's really made me think about how grateful I am for what I have in terms of my home and you know my family and and my dog so I'm really grateful for that too. Anywho I am really excited to bring you this week's episode. I spoke with Heather King from Mumming the Label this week and we chat a lot about how to get back into balance when we drop one of the many balls that we're juggling. You know, as mums, we are juggling so many balls all the time and it's only natural that from time to time we're going to drop one or we're going to drop two or or however many. Um, so we speak about a couple of the things that, uh, that we can do to actually get back into balance. And Heather tells us how she balances the business with her 15-month-old little boy. She actually began the business when, she, when he sorry, was 10 weeks old, which is freaking incredible in itself. And yeah, we have a chat about some real mum moments. We talk a little bit about postnatal depression and we talk about some of the incredible work that Heather is doing with mumming the label. So I hope you love this episode. We had so much fun having a chat and here it is. Well, I am here today with Heather from mumming the label. Thank you so much for joining me, Heather. Thanks, Kylie. It's so good to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. We've been talking about doing this for a couple of weeks now, so I'm really pumped that we have been able to make it happen um, around oh, business. Absolutely. Yeah, around business, around babies. <laughs> oh, yes. The usual motherhood joys of um, balancing everything. You certainly feel like you have to join a circus yeah. some days. <laughs> It is literally a bit of a juggle, isn't it? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, when you become a mum, you just, I don't know, things just click. Like, that, you know, there are just so many things that you just, light bulb moments that you think, oh, now I know what they were talking about. Right. And nothing can prepare you for it, hey? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, People always talk about preparation being key, but um, motherhood, I have to admit, is not something you can prepare for. I think the best thing is just go in with an open mind and expect the worst and just go for it. Boom. Solid advice only a minute in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I wanted to begin by, um, by asking you, what are three things that you're grateful for today? And the reason that I'm asking is because this is something that I'm, I'm focusing on a lot more um, myself in my day-to-day life. And I wanted to inject it into the podcast. So what are three things that you're grateful for at the moment? Oh, okay. So three things. Well, firstly, I'm grateful for my fiance. Um, he's just been, he's been my rock. Um, you know, we've had a lot of tough times throughout our relationship with a lot of the realities in the outside world sort of, you know, bombarding us, but we've managed to keep a united front and just, you know, even in the face of just, you know, terror, if you want to call it that, I don't know what the right word is, but 
you know, even in that face of just hardship, you you just hold hands and say, we've got this, we're a team, let's do it. Um, so, you know, every day I'm grateful for him. Um, the other person I'm thankful for is my son because he's taught me, he's taught me a lot about myself. Not that I didn't really know who I was before he came along, but I think he's he's taught me a deeper level of who I am. And I don't think that you get that until you enter a motherhood journey. Like mm. you can be on a, a journey of self-discovery at any point in your life um, and you'll always learn new things about yourself or, you know, anybody that's involved in your life. But I think once you become a mum, it's just, it's a whole new level again. It's like motherhood is its own level. Um, so I'm really thankful for him because he teaches me a lot every day, even though there are days where you do pull your hair out and days where you're, you know, just squeezing them because you just can't get over how cute they are. <laughs> um, but it's definitely taught me a lot. Um, and I guess the third thing today that I'm thankful for is um, just being able to have this business. Um, you know, it's been a really hard road in, you know, that, that first 12 months of and with 12 months I talk about the planning stages as well um, as well as the first sort of six months of being a business um, you know it's again it's taught me a whole new level about myself and it's it's a different level again because it's a different branch that comes out of you so you know you have your relationships and your motherhood and obviously the business it's a it's a whole new thing entirely and it's just taught me a lot about who I am as a person what I what are my core beliefs? What do I want to share with people? Um, you know, how do I make this work? When do I ask for help? You know, it's, it's taught me a lot about resilience and courage um, and just learning how to support other people, um, you know, when they support you. So they're probably my three things that I'm thankful and grateful for today. Beautiful. I love that. That's such a beautiful way to start. I um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's beautiful. Let's have a chat about your business first and foremost. Um, tell us a little bit about mumming the label. Like how how long ago did you did you kick things off? Uh, so mumming the label um, was born as an idea. Uh, it was actually this time twelve months ago when Riley, my son, was uh, about ten weeks old. I think from memory, wow. ten or eleven weeks old. Um, and you know, I think when you're still in that newborn bubble, you kind of just, I suppose upon reflection, you kind of look at it and go, I actually don't even remember doing half of this stuff, but you know, at the time it's very clear. Um, and I, I guess for me, you know, I'd come into this new motherhood role and I was really enjoying it, but I just really wanted to find a new way to express how I viewed motherhood and, you know, how to also make it something that women um you know because women you know we can be really hard on ourselves and you know there are times where other women are harder on each other and so on and so forth and I think for me it was more I kind of wanted to create something that just kind of stood out and went hey we're all in this journey together like let's stand together as a united front and rock the shit out of motherhood because in today's day and age, you know, yes, we have stay-at-home mums. We also have work-at-home mums and we have work-away-from-home mums. And I think each job is so important, whether you're at home or not and whether you're working or not. Motherhood's a full-time role. And I think we need to celebrate that because it is it is hard work. And, you know, for me, it was like, what can I put out there that these women can wear as a badge of honour to say, hey, I'm a mum. Look at what the hell I'm doing. I am awesome. I am strong. Even though there are days where I don't feel that, I can still wear something that shows the outside world how I'm feeling and how I express myself as a mother. Um, so that was a view that I'd had. And, you know, I'd looked around for a lot of things like that and nothing really hit the nail on the head for me. Like I just couldn't find a way to express it. And then I think something came up about t-shirts and I think I actually must have got the idea from Team Mum, actually. They said something about T-shirts and I went, oh, my God, that's it. Um, and so I started working on all these designs that reflected motherhood in my eyes and mm. what I think other people could relate to. And so I sort of started researching, you know, all of the manufacturing and what I wanted to do and, you know, 
what's my catchphrase, I suppose, and, and what's something that really describes the here and the now of motherhood. And um, mumming was the first thing that came to mind. It was just like, mumming, yeah, that's, it's a, it just, it's a descriptive word, but it's also an action word. So it's, you know, doing two things at once. And, you know, I think mumming is something that we do every day. It's not just a general blanket of the world of being in, a, in motherhood. So, um, you know, I started working on lots of different designs and then obviously with, you know, wanting to create a community um, for mums to be like, hey, let's all wear these as a badge of honour, you know, then mum squad came to mind and then they kind of all just kept flowing and I got probably 30 designs <laughs> written down um, and then I sort of started narrowing down, okay, which are the ones that I think people will relate to most and, you know, kind of just worked my way through it and did my homework on manufacturing and looking into ethically made fashion because, you know, we already are in a world where there is still a slight gender equality with certain areas. And I think for me it was important to also represent, you know, men and women are equal. Yes, we have different roles in the world because, you know, men will do where it will gen well not not that they do things but men will generally be the ones that will go out and work and women will usually be the ones that stay home it's not the case for everyone but you know I kind of thought what can we do to make this balance as you know mums and dads are just as important as each other you know dads still play an active role in a child's life just as much as a mother does but you know I think it depends on each couple and what they feel is the best um, you know, choice for them. So I think for me, it was like, what can I do that makes it equal? And um, so looking at ethically made fashion was um, a massive tick for me because I feel that everyone deserves to be um, given equal opportunities and everybody deserves to make a living and support their families and be happy. And that was sort of the idea. Um, and I think it was probably around about June that I launched. It was late June. Um, yeah, so I had my business kick off in June and yeah, it was, um, there was a lot of anticipation, I think, because I'd started the social media pages probably a month before. So there was a lot of um, people getting excited and, you know, sort of got it out there and launched. And then the other challenge that I faced sort of almost immediately was, you know, how have I set up my website? What have I got that's different? Um you know, then I realised, well, as mums, most of us, if we're not working, we're on maternity leave or, you know, we might be a stay-at-home mum that's not having the extra source of income coming in. So what can I offer that's going to give them flexibility as well mm. in terms of being able to purchase these teas? Um, so there was a lot of things that I reflected on within the first probably two months of launching. And I think a lot of it you can't you can't prepare for again like motherhood you you sort of have to just get it out there and then kind of observe and see what are the trends what do I need to do different what are people liking um you know what sets me apart from somebody else and you know what's going to help people connect with me on a personal level um so yeah I suppose for me it was it was a massive learning journey probably right up until December mm. in all honesty of just understanding how the online world works and I think that's been my biggest challenge of them all I think the preparation was fairly easy because when you're doing your research it's easy to go from one page to the next to the next to the next and you'll get answers but you know in a social media world or being a website you sort of can't really do that you sort of have to let it tick over a bit before you can actually see what the trends are and what do I need to alter or, you know, is this working? Is that working? What else can I do that's different? So I think, you know, the social aspect has really been tricky um, because I think it is a whole new world. And I suppose with the social media platforms, um, something that I actually didn't know until oh, probably December <laughs> um, yeah. was you know, the different algorithms within those social platforms and how you can navigate around them. So um, <clears throat> I've definitely learned a lot about that too. And um, it's it's been rewarding seeing just little changes that once you learn how to do something and you keep practicing that, it, it starts to make a difference. Um, 
So, yeah, I guess that's probably the journey so far. Um, once the new year kicked over, we sort of started getting full steam again, which has been really good. And I've been able to kind of make bigger plans and, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities sort of come forth, you know, right at the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So I feel like I've got a little bit more direction. So I've got a bit more that I can kind of narrow in on to actually learn how to balance being a mum, working from home and building a business that, mm-hmm. you know, my end goal is to be able to be a globally recognised business. So, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. certainly been a journey. Yeah, I, I guess it's just everything is learning. Exactly, exactly right. And, I mean, how incredible that you began this when your first baby was 10, 10 weeks old. Like, that's just incredible. <laughs> Um, how did I you still have no idea how I did it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> it's, um, it's such a, a crazy period of time, you know, that sort of newborn phase. It's like you, on one hand you think like, Oh, how could I fit anything else in? But on the other hand, yeah, yeah you kind of like recognize that you, you needed something else for yourself and you, you went and you, you got it. So I just love that you had that drive or or determination whatever it was that that helped yeah well I would period yeah well look I would definitely use the words drive and determination um because that's um as me as an individual that's they're two of my really key points about who I am is you know if I set my mind to something I want to see it through and you know there are look there are things in life where yes you can set your mind to something and it takes a lot longer to get to where you're going or sometimes it can be almost immediate. Um, and I think for me, yeah, I, I, don't, I still don't really understand how I did it with a 10-week-old, like starting this idea. But I think when you're in that bubble, you know, life is just wonderful. Well, at least it mm-hmm. was for me in that first few months. I think you just, you've just got this whole new love for the world and how nature works and you know you kind of think I have no idea how it's possible to even love a tiny human being the way I do because I could just eat you because I love you so much but I don't want to do that because I love you so much and (laughs) and you know you're so consumed by that that you kind of think how the hell did I have any time to think beyond that you know and then you've got your you know, your challenges, um, you know, for some women with breastfeeding, it can be really difficult. Um, mm. It was for me, um, but I chose to um, express feed my son um, when I had a lot of trouble with with the breastfeeding the first few days and things like that. Um, I also had a broken coccyx, which actually made it oh. extremely difficult to to feed a, a four and a half kilo baby um, oh, when you can't man. sit properly. So that in itself was another challenge and I think for me, you know, I don't, it's funny, I've really in this last sort of 14 months, I've just learned so much about what I need to say or do the next time round, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to be the empowered woman and mum that I am when the next time does come round to ask those questions because I think, you know, we, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know and I think, for a lot of new mums, like you'll read a lot of information, but I think all that information, it's like a tree. So you're only sort of seeing the tree tops. And then mm-hmm. I think as you journey through motherhood, you're kind of going down each branch and each tier. Um, and you just, as time goes on, you'll have light bulb moments where you go, oh my God, why didn't I just try laying down and breastfeeding my son? Like that, mm-hmm. duh, you know, but I think until you know that that's even an option, um, I guess you just kind of go, oh, my God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand hospitals, it's hard for the midwives because there are a lot of women having babies and they don't have as much time to really help you with that kind of aspect. So I think I was lucky that I knew that expressing was an option. It was mm-hmm. something that I'd thought about a lot during pregnancy. So, you know, I I was dealing with a lot of that and somehow had this idea come to me. And I think, again, that was another catalyst for you know, who am I? What do I represent? I want to let people know that, you know what, 
being a mum is hard, but I'm so proud of it. And the challenges that go with it is that we all face those challenges, you know, even if it's for one day, a week, 12 months, 20 years, whatever it is, we're all in the same boat. And I'd really like for everybody to know that there's mums out there that are there for you to lean on. You know, there are people out there that even just asking a simple question like, hey, I had this happen to me, how did you do it? And yeah. being able to at least try and help. And I think that's what I tried to do with Mumming the Label was take my experience from such a tiny little bubble that I was in and and bring it forward. And, yeah, it's it's. I still – I really don't have any idea how I did it. I think I just – kind of just picked the ball up and ran with it and just did what I could at the time. I don't really remember much of it, but, yeah. you know, that's motherhood. Yeah, it sure is. I, um, I actually started the Mama Shine movement, I think, when my daughter was only three months. So yeah. different types of businesses. Um, I imagine yours would have been a lot more full on, as you said, in terms of the research and that sort of thing. But I can kind of relate to that sort of looking back. Yeah. Oh my God, how did I, <laughs> how did I do yeah. that? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, there are so many mums going out into business now that are, you know, are doing these sort of things like you and I, like wanting to, to try and create something in some way. And we all seem to do it when we're, you know, within that first few months of being a mum. And I think it's because we've, we've hit this new journey and we're just so proud of it that we're like, Hey, what can we do to help someone else? And yeah. I think we need, a, we need to have a lot of women that do that. I think it's, it's really important for, for all of us to know that even when you become a mum, and you know, yes, you can feel like your identity has sort of dropped mm-hmm. away for a little while because you're essentially just seen as your mum, here's the baby, baby needs to feed or, you know, whatever the situation is. I think, as you journey through motherhood, you start to think, who am I? Like, I don't know who I am beyond mum. And I think probably that was something that I subconsciously had thought of that, well, I still need to be Heather. You know, I've always been very proud of where I've come from in my working life and, and really going above and beyond to help people. So I guess for me, I still wanted to be able to have that part of my identity, but be able to relate to other women. And it sounds like you've been exactly the same as well when you started the podcast and everything. And I think it's awesome. Yeah, very similar. I definitely, um, that feeling, I I know when I had my daughter, I felt so alone. And even though I knew I wasn't alone, I I can't really explain it. I just felt so alone. And I want to, I think much like you, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to show other moms, yeah. like you're not alone, whatever you're feeling right now, someone has probably felt it or gone through it before. Um, and I think yeah. the more of us that kind of talk about it, the more moms we're going to help and, and we're going to show them that it's okay to, to talk about these things that we're going through because it is the hardest fucking job. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. <laughs> oh no, I agree. Amen, yeah. sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tough job, but it is the best job though, isn't it, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, the days where you tear your hair out, you think, why the fuck did I decide to do this? And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you're over it and you're just like, oh my God, come here and give me a cuddle because I love Let you. Let me your cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you think, oh my God, you just tried to bite me. No, get off. You know, and it's just such a rapid roller coaster, but it's, it's, yeah, like exactly what you said. It's the best job, but it's the hardest fucking job there is. And I think that's what makes it unique. And I think that's why it's beautiful because it's a mix of everything. 100%. So let's have a bit of a chat just about your your journey in motherhood, I suppose. Um, What are some of the, the biggest mindset challenges or hurdles that you've had to get over? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Well, the first one that comes to mind was probably when my son hit four months, which anybody who has had a child knows that four months is an absolute C-bomb of a time (laughs) uh, when they hit that four-month regression with their sleeping. Um, And, you know, I, I was obviously expressed breastfeeding. I was also one of those 
very lucky mothers that also got their period back whilst breastfeeding uh, from nine weeks postpartum oh. every four weeks on the dog. Um, so, you know, that, that journey with breastfeeding was always made difficult one week out of the month. Um, just as your hormone levels change, um, your milk supply, it's not so much that it drops, it's just it reduces because your hormone levels change in order to be able to support the next mm-hmm. part. Um, so that was always tricky because your output would be, a, you would noticeably see that it's a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd always get a little bit sensitive uh, at that time of the month as well. So, you know, trying to pump, it would be a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, and not getting as much milk out. And then to find that my son refused to drink that breast milk because of the hormonal difference, he didn't like the taste of it, which people think is really weird but it's exactly what I've had explained to me by a few different um, professionals in in breastfeeding that it does happen and mm. sometimes they can become a lot more fussier because your hormone levels are changing and obviously they pick up on that in the milk mm-hmm. um, and with that he'd also had reflux so I was battling the the thought that you know before I even had my son even when I was pregnant i couldn't care less if I had to, if I was put in a position where I had to formula feed him, then that was the way it is. And I saw nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But it's that mum guilt that comes in where you're like, but I've got my breast milk here. Like, why doesn't he want that? Like, what's wrong with me that he's not taking this? But, you know, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves as I'm doing something wrong when it's, it's not that at all. Um, you know, sometimes it's just, that's the way it is. You know, we all, we, you know, we can all develop an intolerance or whatever and, you know, we don't like it but we deal with it. And I think I had to start supplementing um, a, a reflux and regurgitation formula with him. So what I'd started doing was I would give him a formula bottle as his first feed of the day mm-hmm. and then I would be able to continue to give him the breast milk bottles pretty much all day and all night for probably about three weeks. And then that started changing. So I then had to start giving him a formula bottle, then a breast milk. If I could, I'd try and sneak another breast milk in and then go to the formula. But I mean, depending on the day and how he felt, sometimes I had to alternate it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, whilst dealing with him not wanting to sleep properly through the day um, at that point in time as well, it was like, oh my God, what do I do? I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, I was in the midst of, bringing my plans together with the business that, I don't know, I just kind of lost my mind. And for a good probably two or three months, I was sucked into the um, postnatal depression and anxiety uh, whirlwind. Mm. Um, and for that few months, I, that isolation that we talk about just in general had really become prominent and I didn't want to leave the house but at the same time I did because I just needed to get out of my four walls Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to at the same time because I was like oh my god what happens if you know what happens if Riley gets upset and it ends up triggering something in me and I'm out and people see me Mm -hmm. you know you start thinking like oh my god I'm going to be judged no I can't leave the house because I'm not having a good day and then he's not going to have a good day and then people are going to think I'm the worst mum in the world and no, I can't do that. So for a few months, I really, really battled. Um, But one thing I did do was um, constant mental health check-ins through the Panda website, which is the Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia um, website and they are amazing. I've reached out to them in that time in particular. I reached out quite a few times just to vent and kind of, explain how I felt and what was going on and you know they were really really supportive they were very gentle um there was no judgment and that was the first thing they said to me is you should be really proud of yourself for even being able to give us a call Mm -hmm. or you should be really proud of yourself for taking this mental health check-in checklist and letting us see it and call you back you know that is a huge thing and that's amazing and we commend you on that and the next thing I'd always say is there's absolutely no judgment. You have no reason to feel that anyone can judge you because they're probably all dealing with the same thing. And even though no one will admit it, it is a very common thing. But, you know, if you're starting to feel that it's getting too much, you know, we can help you find 
um, a GP that might be more helpful that can then refer you on to someone else or we can find somebody that we could recommend for you. You know, they really went above and beyond to look after you. And I think that was another thing I wanted to include with the business was you've helped me more times than I can even imagine to try and explain. So it's my turn to give back to you because you guys have saved me in a sense. Um, so I think for me, my, my biggest battle was between that four to six, seven months mark with my son where he was just, you know, going through such a change in such a big developmental way, but also with not being able to have as much breast milk and then having mm -hmm. to supplement here and there. And, you know, you're always thinking that there's people outside there judging you. And at the end of the day, let them judge. If they want to judge, that's a reflection on them. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with if you choose to breastfeed or not, you know, yes, we all know that breast milk is the absolute best for our babies, but sometimes we don't have that choice. Sometimes we have to move away from that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with your baby. It's just the path that you need to take. And there are people out there that are willing to help you. And, you know, I am one of them. I can help anybody, even if they just want to, slide into my DMs and just vent. You know, I'm there. I'm there, mama. Like, I'm there for you because I've been there. And mm -hmm. I think when you can relate to somebody in that sense, it makes them feel like their feelings are validated. And that's really important. Absolutely. And I think for a lot of people as well, sometimes it's easier to reach out to somebody that you don't actually know because talking Absolutely. about it, yeah, like with your family or, or your husband or your partner or, or your girlfriend can be a bit confronting. So I think yeah. being able to, to have, a, have a, a talk to somebody who's completely removed from the situation just sometimes feels so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I, am, I will second that because that's exactly who I am. I find it a lot easier to open up to people that I don't know that well or that, you know, I've met a few times through socials or whatever it is. I, I find it a lot easier because you don't have that pre-programmed thing of they're going to think there's something wrong with me if I reach out to them because, you know, with yeah. your friends, you automatically think, oh, my God, they're going to judge me and they're going to think that I've got no idea, what I'm, you know, and then mm -hmm. is it going to end up being talked about by everyone? Whereas when you reach out to someone that you don't know, you know that that's a confidential thing and that you know, they're there genuinely because they want to help you. Not that your friends don't want to, but I think, you know, you just don't feel like you're dumping your problems on your friends then either. You feel like, okay, well, someone's reaching out to me to help. I'm going to take that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. I, um, I also want to chat to you about any, um, are there any mindset challenges that you've overcome with your business as well? Because that would be on a totally different scale. It, it is, yeah. Um, well, look, I don't know if I've really overcome any... Well, it's a really tricky one because I feel like there, there are days where I just really struggle. And sometimes, for me, the best thing is just to go, you know what, we've got a scheduled post for today on the socials. We'll just share a few things on stories and let's just leave it be for a few hours. Like, give yourself a bit of time to just find you again. And I think, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it is, is my exposure being, is it being seen? Like, do people care? Do people want to know more? You know, what can I do that's, you know, going to let people know that, yes, it isn't just a clothing brand that's just about making money. It's about mm. a mum who wants to help other people, but also having this and, I think the mindset challenges are, you know, you feel like you're, you know, you're plugging away and you think, yep, okay, I've got this and you've got yourself in a steady swing of your daily or weekly or monthly um, plans or however you want to describe it, but your goals, I suppose. And sometimes you can just have that one day where it's like the scale just becomes unbalanced and it doesn't have to be severely unbalanced, but enough for you to be kind of like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. And, you know, I ask myself that question at least once a week. I have no idea what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? Like, mm. does anyone care? And, you know, I know that people care, but I think you just have those days where 
you know, fear will just kind of be your driver rather than your sit in the back seat and shut up fear because I'm not listening, you know. And we are only human and I think we're designed to experience a range of emotions and mindsets and, you know, there are days where it's easier to kind of put the negative behind you and just focus on your positive, but you still have those odd days where you can kind of still see the positive, but you feel the negative coming back. And some days you can kind of push it back to where it needs to be. And other days it does kind of consume you. Mm. Um, and one thing that I actually, I actually learned when I was pregnant, I, I did hypnobirthing. Oh, um, I did that too. And yeah. So for me, it was sort of like, you know, on the odd day, I would actually just pull up my little hypnobirthing playlist on my Spotify app and I would just sort of put it on, you know, usually when my son's at daycare or when he's in bed um, just because you can't do it when they're running around. Um, And I would just pop, pop some of the music on and just kind of just have it playing in the background. Even if I wasn't actually practicing any kind of guided meditation, it was more just to kind of bring me back down to this like physically relaxed, state so that I could kind of clear the chaos of my head and and let it all be clean and tidy and start putting back my goals into action and things like that so I think for me every now and again just doing that really helps um you know this week feels like it's been really higgledy-piggledy just because we were all a bit sick through the week so you know you sort of don't know what day it is and yeah you're kind of catching up on things but I think you know, by the end of the day today, I sort of started feeling like I was getting back on track again. And I know last night I put my um, hypnobirthing playlist on and just kind of fell asleep to it because my mind was racing mm. as it usually does when you go to bed. Um, but, you know, I just really found it hard to switch off last night. And I think it was just because I'd become a little bit unbalanced and I just needed to kind of bring myself back Um you know, as you would know, with hypnobirthing, it's all about the positive affirmations. And, you know, there'll just be days if I'm, if I'm really feeling highly stressed, again, I just kind of start replaying, okay, what did I learn in hypnobirthing? Right, I remember learning this, I'm using that, but I'm changing the words to, you know, I, I'm envisioning, instead of in, I'm envisioning my perfect birth, it's I'm envisioning my perfect balance of my business and myself and how I'm going to get there. And you'll just start kind of telling yourself that in your head every now and again you know you'll kind of say it out loud because I think when it plays in your head it does help on that mental level but sometimes when you write things down or say them out loud it just kind of helps get it out of your system a little bit Mm. and it helps you come back down to that focus point again yeah Absolutely. I'm on as well as the, the, like the meditation and the physically relaxing of the body. I'm huge on journaling and, you know, some days I'll sort of journal like according to a a specific prompt, but other days, do you know what? I will just legit write down what is going on inside my mind because I find that then I'm literally like purging it and just getting it out onto some paper and out of my mind. And I feel so much clearer. Oh, absolutely. And I have to admit, I have done that a few times and Mm. yeah, it does work because you kind of feel like you've just, you've done this massive vent and you feel like you've just vented to someone, but you've actually just got it out of your head and onto paper. And it sounds really weird, but like in a, I suppose in a spiritual sense, if you want to call it that, it kind of feels like you've just drawn all that negativity or all Mm. that chaos out of your head. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's something. Yeah, it's a really weird sort of feeling, but I totally understand what you mean by that because I have done that a few times and it does work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's also really important to acknowledge and be kind to ourselves when we have those days that we just feel a little bit unbalanced and you know, like things just aren't going our way because they're going to happen. Yeah, and I think you know, absolutely. As, yeah. Like as women, as mums, as people, we we want to we want to be able to do all the things, and we want to do them all as best as what we, as best as we can. But it's about being yeah. kind to ourselves as well, and understanding that it's not always going to go the way that we've planned or hoped. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think this is another thing that I have also learnt through 
looking at socials is, and you know, it's not doesn't necessarily just have to be through business work. It can just be your personal as well. But you know, it is a highlight reel, and mm. reality reality doesn't work like that. And you know, it's exactly that. We are going to have days where it just feels like the world's going to cave in, and you kind of you know, those days, unfortunately, are the ones where you see everybody's perfect highlights and then you start kind of slipping back down in your chair thinking, oh, my God, everyone around me has their shit together and whatever it is. And then you sort of forget that it's like, well, hang on, on my good days, I'm doing that too. So, yeah. you know, it's it, nothing's always going to go our way. It's human nature, unfortunately. You know, one of the best sayings that I'll always always remember and it was probably said to me at least 12 years ago by one of my first bosses and she used to say to me Heather you can have everything in life that you want the trick is you can't have it all at once Mm. and that stuck with me every single day so whenever I have a shitty day whether it be you know with work or with my son or whatever the, whatever the case is, you know, I, I do sometimes find myself kind of pulling back into that mindset and going, hang on, hang on. Remember, remember that famous saying, you can have everything, but you can't have it all at once. Because if you had it all at once, what would be the point of living? Because we're on a journey. We're not just living to make it to this platform and stay there. We're on a journey. We're discovering new things every day, whether it's, physical, emotional or mental things, mm. you know, it's a, life is a journey and you hear that a lot. And I think it's really important to remember that, you know, on your shitty days, whether it's in motherhood or just life in general, always remember that. Mm. You, you can have everything you want. You just can't have it all at once because totally that's the beauty of life. You. I totally yeah. agree with you. And I think, you know, those times when the, the negative things or the not so good things do happen, for me, it's about looking at that and going, okay, what can I learn from that? Or what can I take from that as a, a positive experience? Or what can I be grateful for from that experience or that event? Absolutely. Hit the nail on the head with that. So true. What can I learn from this? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of my mantras over the last, probably the last, well, probably since becoming pregnant actually is, what can I learn from this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you'll ask yourself that question every single day for the rest of your life, yeah. I think. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We all will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you balance being a mum and running a business and you're, you're about to get married really soon as well? <laughs> how do you yeah. balance everything and you know, do you sort of have boundaries around when you work in the business and, and when family time is or how does it work for you? Yeah. Okay. So, well, in the first sort of six months of having launched the business I'll sort of start with is I kind of just felt like, oh my God, in order to be seen, I have to be posting and sharing and doing all this stuff all the time. And I Mm. found that I kind of got really run down and then I started feeling the mum guilt because oh my God, I'm wasting so much of my time doing this so much stuff on my business that I'm missing out on all these things with my son. Like all, And it's it's not that you're missing out on them blowing their first thing of raspberries or anything like that. It's more I'm missing that quality time with him mm-hmm. because I'm glued to my phone or I'm glued to my computer. And, you know, I think once we sort of got through Christmas, um, because we all know Christmas is hectic, whether you celebrate it or not, it's just, it's chaos everywhere and you can't really escape the chaos. Um, so once the new year sort of hit, I'd said to Matt, I was like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, I'll share to my stories as often as I can throughout the, the week and that be a seven day week. But I'm only going to do one post a day between business hours, Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. because if I'm posting too much, the post that I posted at eight o'clock that morning is going to get missed. And what I want to do is have that genuine interest in that one post that I've posted for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, there might be a call for the needing to post twice a day or if I need to post on a weekend, I will. But generally, I try and set it down to, okay, well, I'm going to make my office hours generally eight 
till, say, 4, 4.30. Um, and, you know, there are times at night where I'll get on and, and that's usually when I catch up on checking out everyone else's stories because there are times where I don't get as much time in the day to do that. Um, but I'd sort of said to Matt, this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm, this is my business. You know, I want to make it feel like work time and I want to be able to balance work time and family time. So this is what I'm going to do. And it's okay to do that because it's, it's setting yourself that healthy balance. And if you think about if you were running your business out of, um, you know, just say you were running it out of um, a workshop or a shop or whatever, you would give yourself hours as, okay, well, I'm going to go into the office at 9am and I'm going to hang around there till three o'clock or whatever it is. You you would set yourself business hours. So why don't you do that while you're at home? You know, mm. yes, you still jump on in between, but set yourself the business hours. You know, this is your business. This is your work. Treat it as a workplace or a work time. And that's what I've really worked or, you know, really tried to focus on a lot since the beginning of the year. Um, and I have to say it does it does kind of keep the boundaries in check. So I feel like when you do feel stressed, it's usually because there's a lot of things going on and you're just trying to delegate that time. But mm -hmm. having those set hours has certainly helped manage the outside things from work a bit better. Um, you know, there are days where, you know, you have to put in a lot more time during the day of, okay, he, you know, Riley's going to be asleep between this time and this time. I am knuckling into my admin work or mm -hmm. whatever it is, or I'm going to get a week's worth of posts ready to go so that each day when it hits eight o'clock or nine o'clock, I'm going to hit post and it's going up and then I can just continue on with the bits and pieces that need to be done. So I guess for me, this year has really been learning that, that, balance that family and work-life balance and I definitely have noticed now that Riley's in daycare two days a week um, I think it's made it a lot easier too because you sort of know okay Thursday and Friday he goes to daycare you know when I drop him off when I drop him off at eight o'clock in the morning I can shoot home I'm going to get stuck into all the housework or I'm going to get stuck into vacuuming or whatever it is and then I can just start focusing on, okay, work time, this is what I'm doing now. Or, you know, wedding time, this is what I'm doing now. If I've got everything up to date with a business, I'll go, all right, I need an hour. I need to sort of start sorting through this. And then I kind of try and plan it out like that. Um, obviously, this week's been a little bit different just with being sick. But, you know, that's life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess, I guess for me, it's family and work balance is really hard especially if you're self-employed and you're working from home I think it's really hard to kind of understand how do I switch off how do I go okay I've left the office now um, and I guess a lot of it I, I've learned just from watching other people in business too you know you just sort of hear little things from different people and you go oh that's a good idea maybe I should do that or you know it could be something even like with your um, your cards as well like it, it might say something and it'll trigger you and you'll kind of go oh, yeah, that makes sense. All right, now I'm going to do that. And you just, you know, you write it down in your little planner for the week and it kind of helps it to sort of set in a little bit. And then I think that's where you can go from finding that balance. Um, but, yeah, advice is it's really hard, but just stick to it. <laughs> I absolutely agree. And it's one thing, it's it's something that I'm still definitely working on because, you know, this is my first time trying to balance business and, and a family and yeah, it can definitely be hard, but I think implementing boundaries is so important. So I think you're, you're doing such a great job with that. Oh, thank you. I've, I've really been working hard at it. So I, I'm, I feel like it's paying off. I mean, if it yeah. shows that I'm paying off, then that's awesome. But absolutely, um, yeah, I think it's the last thing that I wanted to, to talk to you about was self-care. So is there something yeah. that you do for yourself, whether it be each day or each week, to look after you? Because we all know how important it is to make sure that we fill our own cup as well because we're looking after so many other people and so many other things. So how do you take care of yeah. yourself? Uh, well, this is where I'm a little bit naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't generally... Um, I know for a few months there it was really, really hard to be able to do that. Mm. Um, and it has been a little bit tricky just with, you know, the wedding stuff as well kind of being thrown in the mix. But one thing that I did, I did it for 
I, well, I started doing it in 2016 so and, and did it all through my pregnancy as well was um, bar Pilates and I did that with um, one of my local um, Pilates studios um, and I would go once a week um, to a bar class and, you know, I think I did that till I was about 36 weeks pregnant, I believe. I don't know oh, how I managed to do it that long. Wow. Because I, I was a friggin' whale. I don't know how I managed to do it. But I guess when you've done it for a few years before you're pregnant, I, I think it just yeah. becomes second nature. Um, but, you know, it was something that I always was like, this is my me time. Even if it's only an hour, it makes me feel good both mentally, emotionally and physically. You know, there are times where you're halfway through your class and you think, oh, my God, I hate my teacher right now. She's killing me. <laughs> but, you know, it's that love of I know you're doing this to help me, but, God, I hate you right now because this kills. <laughs> but, you know, you look at it and you kind of go, oh, my God, you know, I got through childbirth. Come on, you know. You've got that endurance. You knew how to, to go with the flow with your body then. So, you know implement that when you're doing your exercise as well or whatever it is that you do, um, you know, take your mind off it. And it was really interesting ever since I started doing it, it was, I, I actually still don't know how, how they do it, but your mind physically cannot think about anything else than what you're doing in that present moment when you're doing something like that. And it's, wow. I think that's what I love about it because you're going there and you're like, Oh my God, they're going to kill me today. But you know what? I know it's going to be worth it because my mind is going to thank me more than my body. Oh, yeah. Well, your body will thank you. Yeah, I mean, your body thanks you. It just doesn't thank you the next day. It kind of hates you the next day. But that's okay. The mind is important too. So for me, you know, I would go once a week. I know this this last sort of month or so I haven't actually because I've had a lot of other things that I've had to do on those days. So I haven't actually been able to go back, but I'm hoping in the next week or so I can get back into the classes because I do miss it because it's something I've done once a week for years. Um, So it'll be exciting to go back and get into that. But uh, when I don't do Pilates, I look, I do like to go and have my nails done, but you know, again, sometimes you can't always, afford to go and do that luxury whether it be you can't afford it in time or you know the money's stretched that month because you've got other things that you're you know committed to paying or whatever it is um so I guess for me when I can't do those things I just literally sit there and binge watch a tv show even if I have to sit there in the dark till midnight it's like that weird piece of just oh okay my child is asleep awesome my other half, we've had our, you know, evening chat, we, you know, we've connected and done all that sort of stuff. He's in bed now and now I can just have that little bit of me time. And even if it's just watching something like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know, it's just sometimes just gets your mind off the real world sometimes and kind of just drags you into this like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to worry about that, you know, like just... <laughs> You know, it just gives you a little bit of that humour and kind of lifts you back up again, especially if you've had a really draining day. Um, watching something like that where you kind of go, oh, my God, first world problems. Um, it's, I don't know, it just there's something soothing about it. I don't know what it is, but there's just something soothing about it. I, I hear you. I totally hear you. And, and for me, sometimes it's just literally sitting on the couch when my daughter's in bed, when my husband's either in bed or walking the dog having a glass of wine and just sitting on the couch. And sometimes like, I can literally just feel my body just like melt into that couch and I just feel so relaxed. It's the best oh, feeling. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yes, that's a really good way to describe it, just melting into the couch. That is so true. That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> I think we all need. I think we all need a moment like that each day, even if it is just for a moment where you just feel that pure yep. relaxation. <laughs> yep even if it is literally you know having two sips of a hot coffee oh, a hot <laughs> coffee know, while, yeah <laughs> I mean you know I hairdressed for you know eight years so I was kind of used to having cold coffee but <laughs> I think it's sort of like when you're a hairdresser you kind of heat it up and then you quickly scull it back whereas I think when you're being a mum 
you heat it up and then you forget that it's in the microwave and then you sit there for 10 minutes going, what the hell have I done with my coffee? And then you make a fresh one and then two minutes later that one's gone cold. And then you go, oh, I'll put that one in the microwave. And that's where you discover the first one that you put in there because you're like, oh, my God, how did that get there? Oh, my and God, you, you realize have that, that so well. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the truth. It's like that's my day every day. I, I, have, I seriously make at least 10 cups of coffee a day and I probably, with the amount that I consume, it's probably only made one full cup of coffee because <laughs> I've put them in the microwave and forgotten about them and made a fresh one and then that one's gone cold and then I go to put that one in the microwave and then the other one goes down the sink and then you forget the, the second one's in the microwave and it just kind of goes on. It's just a cycle really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The only time where you might get a hot coffee is literally at night when you have that, it might even just be an hour of binge watching whatever it is, you'll actually sit there and drink it because you're not being interrupted exactly. by questions or being hit or tugged or mum, mum, mum or whatever or <laughs> hearing them fall down something or screaming and you think, oh, my God, you know, at least you're kind of like, oh, my God, I've had a hot coffee right till the end and it only took me five minutes to drink. This is amazing. Heaven. This is what life is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad I'm not the only one there. <laughs> oh, no. I think anybody that doesn't admit to this, are you really like living motherhood till it's like to its rawness? Like <laughs> there's so many of us out there that do this, like raise your hand with pride and be like, hey, that's me. I'm the same. Like, oh, my God, yes. Own it. And, you know, and I think like just sort of kind of circling back to what we spoke about earlier, we need to know that there's – just about every single mum is going through what we're going through. It might be on a different scale. It might be on the same scale, but we're all going through, you know, pretty much the same kind of stuff every day, right? Oh, absolutely. That day-to-day life of motherhood, you know, we can all relate to. You know, it might not be every day that we Mm -hmm. can all relate to it because everybody's journey is different, but there'll always be like little key elements of every day, like the coffee or Mm -hmm. breakfast or a tantrum because they don't want you to change their nappy or yeah. whatever it is. Like we, we all get that, you know, some days it's just more prominent than others. This morning I, um, <laughs> this morning I uh, was going out. So I had to, I had to fill up the dog's water bowl and take it outside to him. So I popped it like just leaning on the sink and turned the water on. And then my daughter started crying. So I raced over to her and I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about the dog's oh, water bowl no. being filled up and it overflowed, oh. <laughs> went down the bench onto the floor and I cursed my oh, husband no. he promised that he'd do it before he went to work today and he bloody didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was my moment. He- I want to thank you so much for this chat. I've had so much fun talking to you. Um, would, can we just finish off by letting our listeners know where they can find you and mumming the label? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me because I've absolutely enjoyed it as well. It's always nice to have a bit of a giggle and with someone who gets it. I'm sure everyone gets it, but sometimes it's just nice to have it happen. Um, It's been, it's been fun. So I can't wait to be able to have a listen back and I'll probably hear my own voice and think, oh my God, why do you sound like that? But you know, (laughs) we all think that. We do. I still do. But, um, yeah, so Mumming the Label. So I am on Instagram and Facebook. So Facebook is just Mumming the Label. Um, Instagram is at Mumming the Label Official. Um, and the website is www.mummingthelabel.com.au. Um, and all, all of my information about my business is on all three of those pages. Um, and the Mum Squad um, Facebook group that I have, which is for my email subscribers so if you subscribe to the emails which is known as the mum squad you also get the exclusive access into um, our mum squad group on Facebook where we just kind of share some funny memes or you know share links that we think might be helpful with each other so things like the panda mental health is checking in or a funny dad joke video or whatever it is I usually share a lot of the wiggles memes because they're <laughs> so true yeah. um yeah, so I mean, I've got that sort of thing set up there as well. So if you wanted to subscribe to the Mum Squad, you can just head straight over to the website. There'll be a little pop up, and you just hit your email in, and 
you're away, you can head straight over and join the Mum Squad group on Facebook as well. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. And I'll make sure that all of your details will be in the show notes below for everyone just to easily find you there. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. That was so much fun. I am so grateful that you, that you joined me on this podcast. No worries. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Such a pleasure. All right. Always. All right, my dear. All right. Talk soon. Bye. Um, No worries. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Confident Mama Collective podcast. If you did enjoy today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you clicked on subscribe and gave us a five-star review so that we can help even more amazing mums find this podcast and raise their confidence. If you haven't already joined, head over to our closed Facebook group and join our community of incredible like-minded mamas at the Confident Mama Collective. Until next time, mama, thank you for listening. You've got this.